27 of the 20-digit Scene Review Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, David, and with me, co-pilot, is Alex. How are you doing this yes, week, Yes, hello. <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> so, like every week, Alex and I pick a scene, and we have each picked one a little bit different. You've picked one from Lion King, 1990s film, and, well, I picked a, a latter one, one that's more recent, let's say, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, it is an odd episode. And we're going to start with you, Alex. So give it a go. All right. Lion King. So this is uh, the one I picked. This is the 1994 animated one, not the uh, the live action remake uh, that was done later. Uh, widely available. We have a YouTube clip for you guys. But of course, Disney Plus will carry it, it being a Disney film. So I picked the opening sequence of the classic Lion King. And I, I picked this because I just remember how impressive it was uh, that just the sheer breadth, okay, first of all, among many things that I'll talk about here, but the sheer breadth of the animals that they, that they show, sh- showed, that they, that they drew, they rendered. Um, now this is the, the, the final decade really uh, of, of an era of 2d animated films by ah. Disney, because by the, by the two thousands, by, by definitely by the mid two thousands, it was almost all exclusively 3D animated ones. Oh, that's so, actually a really good point. I didn't really think about it. It probably is the yeah. last pivotal piece of that era. Yeah, it's one of the greats. I mean, I, I looked it up, and I think technically one of the the last um, 2D ones was Lilo and Stitch done in like 2002 or something okay. like that. Okay, yeah, And then yeah. after that, there were like... Um, you know, milking the cow kind of remakes of Mulan two and other things like that. But right. in terms of major, like uh, major story uh, motion pictures, that this is the nineties were the, huh. the the final nice. end of it. So yeah, so this is nineteen ninety four, huh. and I, you know, among them, it was just really one of the, the the great Disney films. So yeah, back to the particular scene though. Um, the amount of study and attention to detail, really, by mm-hmm. the the artists here. Because it wasn't just you know a zebra here and there or an elephant here, and there. <laughs> but they 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 just covered in not just the the usual things that you can name. Like I couldn't even name probably half the animals that they showed. Whether among like the the particular kinds of birds or the particular um, four legged creatures they had, they had ants. Just the the birds, animals, insects. Um, and what was good about it too is is it's not just um, impressive stills. Like they didn't just show uh, a rhinoceros just standing there but do, they paid attention to how did these animals behave how did they move and mm-hmm. they animated that as well and that it wasn't just random birds flying but they flew in a particular way or the ones that were land uh, running birds right uh, the way that those ones they kind of skittered along in front of the elephants and the elephants are are lumbering very slowly you kind of had the the contrast there with the slow and the fast in that in that mini scene uh, even such detail as having the birds perched on elephant tusks, which I, I believe they mm-hmm. do in real life as well, right? And which is pretty neat. And then the the, the various scenery of the, the the grasslands, the mountains, the rivers, it's just just really well done. I mean, hats off to the um, to the to the artists and the, and the general art, artistic team there. But of course, this scene um, is is permeated or throughout from beginning to end. It's this 
the song, right? Oh, yeah. The Circle of Life, which at that time, it, mm-hmm. it was just so popular. Uh, a few credits here, composed by Elton John, lyrics by Tim Rice, and the overall film of the, of the uh, sorry, the overall music of the film attributed to uh, Hans Zimmer. So the song alone is already great, just mm-hmm. listening to it on, on radio or whatnot, CD at the time and so on. But uh, it was nominated for an Academy Award and a Grammy. But to have it married also to the impressive Disney visuals that are happening over the course of these four minutes or so, it, it was just it, such an impactful uh, opening sequence, in my, my opinion. Right from the start, uh, the, the music just hits you, grabs you with that uh, that punchy first note, right? That every, almost everyone from, from that yeah, area Yeah, the Zulu section. Yeah. The Zulu right. section, The yeah. intro of the song is, is in yeah. the Zulu language, that's right. And it's just a beautiful, enchanting sound already with the with the yeah. choir that they've got and then the, the soloist uh, inter, uh, question and answer with the... Uh, with the choir in behind. Alex, I think we saw this in theaters together. Uh, I remember vividly. I know okay. I know exactly yeah. where we saw it. I actually think we have footage. <laughs> oh, of, really? Yeah. I, I seem to recall taking footage. You know, it's very odd to have footage in the early 90s, but yeah. I'm going to have to dig it up. I, I'm, I'm okay. certain we have it. Like, it, it's, not, it's not of us. It's just a shot of the theaters with Lion King there. So I'm gonna have to dig it up now. Oh yeah, probably for um, that's right for some other project for, that we did. Yeah, yeah that's right for yeah, okay. our buddy's birthday. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to dig it no, up. It's coming back. I'm gonna to have you. to dig it. Okay. Up. Uh. <laughs> so, but continuing. Um, right. So the the intro is in the Zulu language, transitioning to the, the gentle first verse of the English lyrics of the song. But it, it's just so so smooth, and it all works together, right? Um, all of this while the viewer is treated to the incredible animation and artwork of the Disney artists. Then, after the first chorus, a um, a musical interlude without vocals, and the main characters introduced. Uh, we have the little lion prince, right, with the mm-hmm. uh, with the father and the mother there. A ritual and the ceremony proceeds, and then the music builds. Yeah, uh, and it's the, beautiful and that the, way, right? And the the monkey is climbing up the yeah. the the slope of the rock, and uh, the ceremony reaches its climax. The lion's prince is thrust up into the sky and shown to all the animals of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Camera, well, the quote unquote camera is, is panning, circling around, and and the chorus is reprised with additional drama. All the animals are reacting in their own particular ways, and and again. Uh, with the great animation of it, they're showing the different behaviors of the animals, the bowing and the showing reverence. And the final shot is a is a wide shot, slowly zooming out as the final as the music comes to the final cadence and ends with a thunderous, resounding strike of the bass drum. Bass drum, and the movie yeah. title is shown right on the beat. It's just beginning to end. It was just it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was really great. And I remember seeing this this whole sequence as a trailer shown like either yes. before and or it was after, the first time some other that's feature ever... film. It was actually the first time that's ever been done, I think, where an actual yeah. entire scene was used as a trailer. Yeah. Right, right. Because you couldn't mm-hmm. play that as a 30-second commercial on regular right. TV or something, right? So right. They, they did it as a trailer in the theaters. And it worked so well because I remember being with, with friends us, and all of us <laughs> just being so impressed, right? Yeah, and, it was and good. I think it was Arthur that said, wow, we just have to see that movie or something. Yeah, it, was, effect, a, right? we it, it just, was so good, apparently, that... Um, it was so good that the I think the CEO of Disney at the time said it was actually too good. The, <laughs> the remark was that it was too good, and it he worried because it, you know the rest of the film won't own up to just how good that opening scene was. 
um, which I thought was interesting. I mean, how can you have a yeah. scene that's too good? And they also, <laughs> I think, struggled with having to use that as a trailer, you know, building that expectation. But as you said just there, uh, anecdotally, we, we got to watch that. And, you know, yep. I think it did. I think it lived up to it. Yeah, For no, sure. over, I mean, without getting into too much detail, overall the film, I, I really loved it. It just the, mm. the story arc and that, the character development and it just the, uh, the people drew parallels with uh, Hamlet uh, and stuff. Did you ever see the uh, musical live? Uh, no, of course I heard of it, but no, I have had So if you ever get a chance, if it uh, ever yeah. comes by or whatever, I recommend it highly. It, and again, for that opening scene, it just hits you like the chorus live just oh my god and the, and the, and i know this is kind of a departure from the film itself but because it's it's the opening scene um <laughs> paying homage to that with the actual musical the costumes and everything else i was yeah, yeah. completely blown away completely nice. blown Sounds away good. so from a even from a dimensional perspective completely different it's a real live um it's action version was just as good and I, I think that's just how amazing that opening scene is it's just worked well in the film worked well live and continues to stand as a signature piece today easily yeah. Yeah. easily mm-hmm. one little uh tidbit i found during research and i didn't know this actually but um rowan atkinson the mr bean he actually voiced zazu the royal advisor bird no way <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know I that. I didn't know that. I was looking up the credits, and there he was. I'm like, wait, what? Damn. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, Damn. voicing the bird. <laughs> yes, he's an all-time favorite of us. He's just classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, the, a couple things further to add uh, was the apparently the creation process for the two key elements. I don't know if you read this of that song, the Zulu chant, as well as the main theme that Elton John came up with, was actually done fairly quickly in a moment of inspiration. I think mm-hmm. in the case of Elton John, it took a couple hours. And in the case of the Zulu section, so Hans Zimmer, of course, was involved. And he tapped Lebo M. I'm going to have to check the, the name of the South African composer mm-hmm. to help and assist with that part. And that beginning Zulu part just came out in a moment of inspiration. And it's interesting how the impetus of these things just come about, especially when it comes to creativity, musical things. We had this conversation just the other day, Dave, uh, with uh, with our buddy Dave about how some of the Beatles songs, the inspiration was John, the creation process is just so fascinating. It just comes out of nowhere sometimes. And <laughs> it, it there's no rhyme or reason, but uh, it, it's it's wonderful how it just comes about and it's in i guess there's no different here you know these these two main elements mm-hmm. of this incredible song uh came about in the exact same way so i thought that was interesting yeah. that was, that yeah. was interesting. i did read things to that effect how tim rice he had pre-prepared the lyrics uh, at mm. least a, a draft of them hence the tim elton john turns away for the afternoon comes back and then he almost has a like a, a Amazing. A full demo ready to go of Amazing. it. Amazing. And he yeah, he yeah, Tim Rice was remarking how impressed he was with Elton John on that. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. just unbelievable. Like these these folks have just incredible talent to yep. come up with this stuff. It just hats off to folks like that. I mean it's we aspire to be <laughs> close to that. Yeah. 
it's you and I. No, so. I remember one of my, the songs that I wrote. It took months to go to do. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I hear yeah, you, man. For him to do it in an afternoon, it's just. Yeah, no, it's just what? like. I guess the last point I have is Pride Rock. I mean, the the uh, the symbolic um, location <laughs> of where uh, you know, Simba is lifted up and um, <laughs> is also the uh, place where um, Scar meets his fate and he does his thing with the, you know, uh, that that wonderful song that he does there. And then, of course, at the end. Uh, so it's an interest. And then, of course, it was a major. Um, signature piece again uh in the in the broadway so it's, it pride walk was another sort of you know wonderful creation in that entire scene uh that mm-hmm. i think it inspired tons of people i think i remember when i, I had my daughter and when i was at, i was overlooking a beach and i I'd do this the, the simba thing i mean i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't over the cliff but it was you know do some trick uh trick of uh, yeah. trickery with angling some of the, of, yeah. the angling of the camera but it looks like you know <laughs> <laughs> and you go the circle of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, inspiring. Yeah, one other comment about about that song though is that um, the range that they picked it was it was just right. Where um, mm. just a, just a little asterisk here on the on the thing the the, the vocalist that they chose they had, they could have chosen a tenor male to do it, but ah. they actually inverted it and chose a female. Um, to sing in a lower range for a female right. range but it just right. so worked out so well in the end right yeah the, the, way, the end product it, 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 is yeah. just yeah, just awesome. gave it that extra unique character to the mm-hmm. to the whole uh, uh song so it's mm-hmm. really good so yeah great pick i mean uh, amazing all right so what do we have here okay so we have a little bit different but more recent 2019 film once upon a time in hollywood and none done none other from a creation of quentin tarantino uh, a brilliant <laughs> film uh, but uh, we will focus in on the scene in in, uh, in uh, focus in on the te- scene that we want to talk about which is featuring a scene within the scene leo dicaprio is featured in this Luke Perry and Julia Butters, who plays the 10-year-old actress, in his lap. So this is a scene within the scene. Uh, so Leo is playing a uh, an actor. And a bit of context leading up to this scene and this movie or show that he's doing, he's having a, a lot of insecurity issues, having a lot of... Um, confidence issues in terms of his acting whether he can still bring it to the table there was a a scene before this where he kept forgetting his lines and you know there's that self-doubt even though you're a veteran of of what you do of what your craft is there's you don't realize sometimes that you you hit bouts of you hit those 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 valleys where sometimes the creative spirit's not there and the best of you doesn't come out and so that's the context of this before the scene happens and i firmly believe that this is probably the best scene in the movie if not top two there's another one where leo is featured and he does something similar with himself like in terms of his uh soliloquy and he's acting in in the trailer but i I decided to pick this one because uh i wasn't expecting it i remember watching the film i wasn't expecting it because you know he you, you, you think he was going to fail again or, or run into confidence issues. And then all of a sudden he just completely nails it. 
uh, from the beginning to end. He nails it incredibly well. His acting's fantastic. I, I, for me, the highlight was him throwing uh, Julia Butters to, to the ground. And it's just that thunderous, which is, I think is the only sound accompaniment in the entire scene, which is realistic because they're doing a scene and there's, there is no music uh, while, they're, while they're filming a scene within a scene. And it was in, in direct contrast to the lead up of sort of that standoff negotiation with Luke, uh, Luke Perry's uh, character. Uh, the other thing I really liked about it was the framing of the scene shots on Luke Perry. Uh, so everyone in the background is just still, they're not moving. <laughs> they're just there. They almost look yeah. like it's part of a picture. You get the, yeah, yeah. Your different pieces of it. This is what I love about Westerns, the standoff, whether it's a gun standoff or whether it's negotiation. This is just, for me, it's the most exciting thing about Westerns is the standoff. Uh, it's the tension build. I think there's a lot more complexity and layers of interest for me uh, than the actual action. And so that's why it spoke to me uh, a lot. <clears throat> so a, a few other points here is, is how good Julia Butters is. She was fantastic. Uh, apparently this was Leo's idea to throw her on the ground. Uh, and apparently they did it 25 times. And oh. it was, you know, yeah, and she was bruised a little bit from do, having to do it all that time, even with the padding. Um, but uh, it was, you know, that's that's part of the part of what you got to do you're trying to find that right take and and the last thing i'll say is the utter contrast between the actual scene and then you cut and then you know the director's talking to him and there's that moment of enlightenment and then julia butters um whispers in his ear you know that's the best set of acting i've ever seen you can see just the acting in his eyes the things that we keep talking about when it comes to acting mm -hmm. it's just there's so much dimensional complexity when he's acting through that and you can just truly genuinely see it really comes out that he was really struggling and it uh and he was really he he, he was finally relieved that he still had it uh, and then there's there's certain comical moments that were funny too. You know, at the end of the scene, you'll give me sexy Hamlet stare or whatever it was, and, <laughs> and and some of the stuff that Leo was doing was you know, get over there, you know, messenger boy, deliver my message, you know, stuff like that is just uh, I thought it was uh, quirky and and fun all the same. So, Alex, I don't know what you thought about this. I don't know if you've seen this film before, but. Yeah, well, no, I have, I have not, but uh, this certainly entices me to go to. So, <laughs> uh, after I watched it the first time, you know, uh, you, you seem to be bringing this to the table often, but I just have to end with, "Wow," <laughs> just say that to myself, right? <laughs> and so, so good on you for that. And of course, I, I watched it again and probably a third time. Um, just the the ferocity of yeah. of uh, spitting the words out, the the dynamic range from the the loud to the soft or the uh, uh, the, the angry to the not instantaneous swing from casual to violent. That's right. right. That's right. And then, yeah, that was just, it was just really impressive. Um, because even in, in music, that's something, uh, we try to attain as classical pianists, right? They, it, amateur can just kind of plink notes, but, but for the, the, the trained classical pianist, you, you, Got you've got your your piano, you've got your forte, you've got your mezzo piano, you've got the mezzo forte, you've got the fortissimo, and so on, and pianissimo, and you you, you learn to have wide in your dynamic range, and so that in analogously here in this scene, you, you definitely see that. Um, I was really impressed. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be, but I was really impressed by the, just the, uh, the the accent 
of his speech. Yeah, he's good. He's <laughs> right? great. It, he's it was great. Super I mean, convincing. I didn't even do it right, but yeah, but it was yeah, really, really good. Yeah, he's done like it. If, in if a, the, yeah, I was just gonna say that if, if if it were the first time I had seen this actor, right, and and I had yeah. not any idea of, of of his background or whatnot, or whether he could or couldn't say that, or if he had had to practice or whatnot, I would have had no idea. I would have thought he was just totally a natural native <laughs> of, of 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 that region. But totally agree on the throw. That that was yeah. just that was really something. The drama of the throw, and then cinematography of That's having right. a low camera position and right then, there, yeah. right, and then yeah. the dust cloud going, and it is just wow, super impact, really great. I, I think you nailed it by saying the contrast. That's the key. Like a, that, you couldn't uh -huh. have yeah. described it any better. I mean, in that one scene, he went from you know cunning uh, to violent. Uh, to you know, casual and then extreme uh -huh. sad relief, like all in one scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really great. I found it. Um, I guess this is a comment on the on the script itself, but the peculiar how the the girl could chuckle with him if it's supposed to be a, a hostage situation. Um, I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. could enlighten in terms of the context of that. That was a bit odd to me. Um, but yeah, he, uh, DiCaprio, the way he portrayed the. Um, the mental instability of this character, the extreme uh, behavior. I mean, maybe I'm getting redundant here, but it's just it was just so really well done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I noticed one little um, tiny thing here is that uh, on the line where DiCaprio's character he, he goes uh, because they're they're negotiating about price, and then um, then he says his price. He says, "Oh, if I think about fifty thousand dollars would buy me a lot of blah 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 blah." That's the line, right? But um, the camera was not on DiCaprio at that time. And mm. I wonder how if that was deliberate on the director's part, cinematographer's part, or, or whatnot. Yeah, I gotta, I'll have to rewatch that, but um, I'll have to look. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't, I don't recall. Yeah. And it could be a director's choice for sure. I mean, Tarantino's he's not uh, short on details, so there must be a reason. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. But... Um, I'm glad you explained a little bit of the the context of the before and after because me not mm -hmm. having seen the film, it was a little. It left me with questions as to okay, well, why does he seem unsettled or disturbed right. af afterwards? But you having explained that, okay, he he has a job to do it this, and he was failing leading up to this, but then he nails this, and so uh, as you say, uh, getting his confidence back and saying, oh yeah, okay, I guess I really can do it, right. Right. The, the extreme close-ups uh, of the shooting, right? Uh, and then they're showing the beads of sweat on him, and and he's he's looking around, and he's like, finally, with he he snaps or cocks the gun. And it's just, yeah, I guess <laughs> I just right. still kind of do got it. <laughs> but yeah, amazing scene. It's it's a it's a really good film. Actually, it's very creative. Okay. And has some historical interesting things. Let's just say that. So I would recommend you read a. About well, maybe you know, just watch it first, and okay. then you can read about the historical reference that Tarantino was attempting to do. It's quite fascinating what he's done here. Um, do you know if any streaming service has this? Or I don't know. I'll have to check. I'll put it in the notes, of okay. course. Uh, yeah, okay. I didn't check here, but it was yeah, on. I think it was on Netflix at one point, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. It's got to be. A, it's got to be somewhere. It's okay. got to be somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's it. For, that's a wrap for 27. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that was fun. Thanks again for bringing your pick up. For the audience, again, if you have any suggestions at any point, please let us know. Send an email to us. I think we have uh, 
uh, a few other uh, suggestions uh, that we we have to get to, and I believe we have a guest person that will also join us soon again, which I'm looking I'm pretty excited about. So okay. looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, I guess I'll sign off here. And thanks, everyone, and have a good uh, rest of your day. Thanks, all. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers, 20-D-I-G-I-T. Thanks for listening to the 20-Digit Scene Review Podcast.